Welcome to One Hit Wonderful, the podcast where we're reviewing all of those amazing reality shows that unfortunately only had one season, or in some cases, fortunately. Um, today, we're going to be delving deeper into our series on Pretty Wild, and we're going to be discussing episode three, The Move, which originally aired on March 28th, 2010. And I'm your host, Frank Pezzanite III. And I'm Meredith Bradbeck. So, um, let's start, I'll start with Twitter for house cleaning. We don't have much, um, and I'm sorry it's been so long since we've come to you, but, um, I was actually sick the last time we were supposed to record and had to work was a whole thing, but we're doing two today, so we should be back on track. Um, Heather tweeted us, um, you know, those memes that were going around with, like, I'm going to tell my kids this is so-and-so. Um, she tweeted us a picture of, I think that's Chris Crocker the Leave Britney Alone fellow, and said, I'm going to tell my kids this was Heidi Montag. <laughs> Which was pretty funny. Um, and then Heather also wishes a happy Thanksgiving. And now, and Taylor Anderson, our sleazy T, tweeted and said, finally can check was a guest on a podcast off my bucket list, but that doesn't mean I don't want to be on more. Um, uh, so we're super excited for Taylor. I'm super annoyed with us that we didn't get our shit together to have her on first. But she now has podcast experience. Um, so we're going to have to get our act together. I'm thinking, um, maybe Taylor, if you're listening to this, we usually record Saturday afternoon. So I, once you're done with school, if you're around on a Saturday afternoon, we can, um, Skype you in and get this taken care of. And for those of you, for those of you who would like to hear Taylor's podcast review, I mean, pre, uh, not review, Episode? Pre- preview, <laughs> I post, she posted it to, she tweeted us about it. I retweeted it so you guys can find it on our Twitter Woo-hoo. and congratulations, Taylor. Yay. And that is it. Oh, wow. Okay. And my mouth isn't working because my edible's kicking in. <laughs> oh, <laughs> jealous. Um, so I wanted to say thanks to my co-host because we're recording at my house today. And I have a very important on-air announcement for you. This will be the last time you watch an episode at my house on a TV <gasps> this small. You got a new TV? We got a new TV. When is it coming? Monday. And what size is it? Well, it's now bigger than half the size of yours. <laughs> it's the biggest that could fit on that piece of furniture. So it'll so fill that space. It's like now. a 55 inch? Yeah. Nice. Oh, yeah. awesome. Okay. Yeah. That is acceptable. I'm very happy for you. That is like amazing news. <laughs> I didn't want to tell you sooner. Um, so, and then for today's wild file, let me pull that up. This one's shorter than Alexis's, understandably so, because Alexis is still so public about things. And I did text Frank a couple weeks ago after our last episode that I think this is the favorite show that we've covered in this format for me, because there's just so much out there. And Alexis, you know, hosting a podcast is very helpful to me. Um, And I found it really interesting. And if you guys want to know more about Pretty Wild or Alexis, um, definitely check it out. I listened to the episode with the producer, Dan Levy. Uh Uh-huh. Very interesting. I'm sure I'll have tidbits to drop about that as we watch, not this episode, but other ones. It sounds like there are more fireworks. Um, And she has her family members and her mom and stuff on a lot. So it's pretty entertaining. So Tess Amber Adler... (laughs) was born February 11th, 1990 in Dallas, Texas to Tracy and Franklin. And Tess Taylor is her stage name, by the way. Okay. (laughs) And she was in her parents' custody until 2002 when she was 12. So in this episode that er that we just watched, she said she hadn't heard from her mother in 10 years, but she's not quite 22. 
How old is she? I don't know. So this aired in 2010. Yeah. So I think it had been eight years, but she was rounding up to 10. Well, it's possible though, did her mom lose custody in 2002? Yeah. Because it's possible that she was already staying with um, Alexis's family. That's true. And hadn't officially lost custody yet. So it is possible that she hadn't seen her in 10 years. That's true. Because it and takes a while to lose custody. Yeah. And there isn't that much known about her relationship with her mom or sort of why custody was handed over. But later in the episode, Andrea says to Tess that Andrea was best friends with Tess's mom. So that makes sense to me. And I... I guess, you know, Tess's birth mom couldn't get herself together and kind of pushed her daughter onto this other woman with daughters of a similar age. So. Yeah. Um, anyway, so she and Alexis, as we know, they were in a movie frat party in 2009. Tess was also in My Long Distance Relationship in 2009 and a movie called Adonis in 2013. Okay. She was Cyber Girl of the Year, Cyber Girl of the Month, and Cyber Girl of the Week. Separate times. <laughs> Not an all-encompassing <laughs> title. Um, and it was her dream to be one of Hugh Hefner's Girls Next Door. That tracks. Yeah. At this age, that's exactly what Tess wanted to do. And you asked in our last episode if one of the girls ever did porn. And I haven't seen video porn, but I do sometimes when doing research take to Reddit because we found some interesting stuff about NYC prep on Reddit. Yeah, Reddit's a good source. It is. And when I put in Tess's name into Reddit, nothing came up but topless pictures of her. Um, is that shocking at all? I mean, like, no. they're topless all the time. Yeah. No, it's, re- it's all that comes up ever. And I only find it kind of rough to look at because she just... She looks like a baby. Like she's like 18, 19 and just like totally topless with this like kind of childlike smile and these huge knockers. And it's just like really (laughs) uncomfortable. Um, So like Alexis, Tess really struggled with sobriety, but she struggled with it even longer than Alexis did. And so after Alexis um, got arrested for that heroin possession and went into rehab and came out clean and has been clean ever since, it took Tess years longer than Alexis. Um, and Alexis talked about on her podcast when she was pregnant with her first child, she and Tess got together and she was kind of trying to move Tess towards sobriety. She said she showed up like over 200 pounds, like ready to pop, ready to give birth. And Tess was like under 90 pounds and just a complete hot mess and wasn't, and wasn't ready to get sober. And what eventually... She did check into rehab in January of 2011. It was a 12-month program. Wow. And she left after 30 days and did an outpatient program, but I don't think it stuck. And then what eventually got her sober is that her birth dad picked her up in California and drove her all the way back to Wisconsin. And she said she detoxed in the back of his car. Oh. Yeah. And I think that was... Let me see. It was the same year that... It was 2013. So it was a couple years later that she finally got sober. So, and in one of our previous episodes, I also said that I was pretty sure Tess lived somewhere kind of off the map. And I said Montana. Close enough. Uh, She lives in Wisconsin now. Okay. (laughs) Um, She's a cheese head. Yeah. So I actually found her baby registry. And... So she had a baby shower March 1st of 2017, and the address or the city listed on it is Baraboo, Wisconsin. Okay. Yeah. 
And so she gave birth to daughter named... Please tell me Lola. Please tell me she named her daughter Lola. <laughs> she didn't. Oh. She named her daughter River um, in 2017. And now she's in a committed relationship with the father still, um, but not married. And she makes honey for a living in Wisconsin. Okay. With her daughter and her partner. And lives near her birth father. And her honey company is called the Wild River Honey Company. All right. Yeah. You can find their Facebook page. It's a little out of date, um, but there is a picture of her with her daughter, like, at a farmer's market selling honey. Her I mean, it can't cute. be that out of date if the daughter was born in 2017. Yeah, but was that was, years like, ago. I don't know. The daughter's pretty small. And, like, oh, okay. I think the picture is over a year old or something like that. But, yeah, she's finally sober, doing great. Living her best honey-making life in Wisconsin. Good for her. But not a beekeeper. <laughs> <laughs> At least not that I saw. So there you go. Tess, are you ready for the I move? I am. The move wasn't that exciting, actually. Um, I thought the move was hilarious. <laughs> Good. Well, I'm not on an edible, and now I'm jealous, <laughs> and maybe I should be. <laughs> Um, so we open the episode and Tess and Alexis are shopping for sunglasses. Uh, to hide from the pops. Yeah. To hide from the paparazzi. Yeah. They're dark. They're shaded. Mm-hmm. Watch out Hollywood. Yep. Because they're moving to Hollywood, so they need bigger sunglasses. To cover their faces. Yeah. I like that they, they love to role play with each other and it's kind of funny. They were pretending to be the paparazzi looking at Alexis and they said, is that Alexis? <laughs> <laughs> That is the best part about her podcast, too, is that she actually is really good at laughing at herself. And it's, it, I'm, in, I'm a fan. So then it becomes moving day. And the whole family is basically in a closet throwing clothes onto the floor. Yes, we're moving from Thousand Oaks to the Hollywood Hills. Woohoo! Um, I noticed a lot of purses being packed. I wonder how many of them were stolen. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of them. Um, and then there's this moment where Tess holds up this dress and says, <laughs> Lex, I hope you're not bringing this. It's so ugly. It looked like a plain black dress It to was. Me. It was just a little black dress. That I don't know what would be ugly or beautiful about it. It was just a simple black dress. It Like strapless, v-neck, form-fitting black dress. And yep. Alexis says, no, I got that in Paris. She says, I got it in Paris and I can wear it to court. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was a little too cleavage heavy for court, to be honest. But well, yeah. Um, so then, Tess and Alexis are packing boxes in this room that they share, <laughs> I guess, and they say, "Hey, any box that says hottie on it belongs to us." Yeah. <laughs> and then they debate on how to spell hotties. Oh boy, I miss that. <laughs> One or two T's. Wow, really? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, they and, did settle on their right answer, so. Okay, great bonus. Um, and Tess has a new dog named Lola. Mm-hmm. And she saw it in a pet shop window? Was that the... Yeah, and had to have... It was a puppy. It's, it's a, although, to be honest, it did not look that small. No. I mean, it's a French bulldog, and they're pretty small on their own. I mean, it looked full-grown to me, but she was saying it was a puppy, so... Maybe she was just calling it puppy because... Because... Well, but they later reference like having a puppy is like having a baby and they're there at, they're at that stage of life. Like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Um, and then they all get in the car and they're talking to Gabby about how they can make new memories because Gabby's the only one who's sad about moving, basically. Yes. And where's the husband? He was nowhere to be found. Nope. They're moving. I don't know where he is. Nope. Got nothing. 
Um, and then we eventually see them arrive at their new house and they're just filling it up with all their Buddhas and other Asian artwork. Yeah. <laughs> Although I feel like the Asian art suits this new property better. A little. I also, there's a lot of mixed Asian metaphors. Like yes. there was Buddhas, there was Krishnas, yeah. there was, yeah. Yeah. Anything Eastern, I guess, works. Yes. Yeah. Um, and for some reason, Alexis is like flirting with the movers. Oh, yeah. Um, I So was Tess. They just, were both like trying to fuck the movers. Or just like, were they entertaining themselves by flirting with the movers? I, I don't know. Yeah. None of the movers were hot, by the way. No. No. One of them had a tattoo and was younger, but not at all hot. Yeah. yeah. Not Hollywood socialite hot, especially. No. No. Um, and then Andrea decides that they need to sage the new house for new energy. And they literally don't make enough sage to fix the energy in that house. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> They need to call for backup. Yeah. And then Tess is talking about how she feels just like so refreshed in the clean air. And Alexis blows sage (laughs) in her face and she chokes. Yeah. If you've ever saged your house, it's quite strong. So then Andrea gets a phone call and she says that the girls are going to be so happy because they've been asked to do a photo shoot with Vernon Davis for, quote, an organization. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what that means. Doesn't make any sense. It doesn't later look like it has anything to do with an organization of any kind. I assume the organization was Maxim. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it might... I should look that up. Um, and they say that with the court issue, that's what they keep calling it, Alexis's legal troubles, um, that she's just really in need of some fun and a good time and how she lost the Beata contract. And then this is where Alexis says that Beata didn't care about her feelings and they have no idea what she does for the community and the universe. Uh, My favorite sentence in her little screed about all of this was, they only care about their brand. And I'm like, "Um, yeah, that's the whole point. Like, that is the whole point of if you're advertising. Like, I don't... Like, what the fuck? Like, that was the most unaware, dumbest thing I think I've heard anyone say ever. I was also not picking up where the photo shoot was because I was too distracted by the ugliest fuck inside of that house. What? That house is hideous. Their ha- the new yes. house? The outside or the inside? The inside. Which part is ugly in particular? Wherever they were having that conversation. It looked like someone's, like, rumpus room from the early 80s. Oh, yeah. The living room was, like, yellow. And the bathroom that they get ready in with Gabby later is pink tile. Well, and this room was pink, I think, too. Like, pink with, like, brown shag carpeting. Like, it's really bad. Yeah, it's in need of a a facelift, for sure. Um, I also think the girls were high as fuck. Yeah. When they were having this conversation. Both of them. Yes. They were surprisingly kind of upbeat this episode. Like, they were very giddy, but then later with the dog, they melt down real quick. Yeah. Um, So then they go to the photo shoot at McCadden Studio. And Vernon Davis at the time was the tight end for the 49ers. And they are dressed up like cheerleaders. 
and well there it's just like cheerleaders at the end of the shoot in the beginning of the shoot we get lots more boobs because the whole thing is them changing in the back fully like just in panties and no tops right um and i'm not quite sure what the shoot is for and i just googled to see if it was maxim and it didn't seem to be but we can always deep dive into that for next episode and then at the end of the photo shoot alexis says that they're going to Hudson's tonight with friends for dinner and drinks. And if he wants to meet up, you know, she'd love that. And she's very proud of herself because she said she's never asked a guy out on a date before. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I wasn't sure if that's what she was doing, but I guess so. Oh, I think for sure. I mean, if you're 20 and you go up to a guy and say like, hey, my girlfriends and I are going to Hudson's later. Like, do you and your guy friends want to come? Like, that's true. pretty date. True. Um, So then... Gabby has a moment with her parents or her mom and stepdad where she's decided that in the new move, she really wants to make friends and have a new community of people where they live now and that she wants to go to school and she doesn't want to be homeschooled anymore. She's done a real 180 on this move. Yeah. <laughs> like all of a sudden yeah. she's like, I can't wait to meet new people. It's going to be amazing. And so many friends. I'm going to heal. I'm just like, what the fuck? Like... Literally two days ago, you were apoplectic about this move. (laughs) And now it is the best thing that's ever happened to you. Yeah. And Andrea was all about the homeschooling and, you know, teaching the secret or whatever the fuck. And then she's like, I think it's a great idea. I'm going to enroll her right away. And how do you go from secret classes to school to being able to keep up in regular school? I don't know. Like, what is she doing in geometry? I don't know. I know. I Sure. Enroll right away. And I have more to say about that later when she actually goes to school. But yeah. Okay. Um, so then we get Andrea talking to Tess while they're looking through some jewelry. I don't Yeah. I know it is jewelry, but the like cheap ass box that it was in, it still had the sticker on it that said like organizer and the price tag. Oh, well, you know that she just took all her jewelry, threw it in a box for the move. Like, it was not... I know. It just... It's gross. Um, And Andrea has something important to discuss with her, and it's that her biological mother is trying to get in touch with her. And this is where Tess says, after 10 years, and she says, you know, that her mom is just someone who exists... And it's where we find out that her mom was Andrea's best friend. And Tess says, you can give her my email. That's the only communication I'm willing to have with her. And Andrea says, that's mature of you. And that's it. I have to say, and this is going to be really controversial. Okay. I feel like Andrea was being a really good mom. Oh, no, I don't disagree with that. She, I thought she approached it delicately, and I do think it's mature to be like, oh, my mom who gave me up suddenly wants to talk. I'll email her. I, but she, I mean, her kids are disaster areas, so, like, I'm always a little gobsmacked when she seems like a great mom, and she was seeming like a great mom in this conversation. Oh, careful. Um, I also think it's because she, she has a sympathy for Tess's mother, I'm sure, because they used to be friends and she knows the circumstances and probably how overwhelming it is to have a young child. And so I thought she approached it well. Andrea had a good episode. Yeah, no, she did all around. She was, yeah. this was good for her. Yeah. Um, and then 
Lola the dog shits in Gabby's room. <sighs> I don't do the brown words, so I just blacked out during this whole portion. <laughs> okay, sorry. You can discuss it. Okay, the dog brown words all over the house a lot in this episode. Yeah. And long story short, no kidding. And yeah, dogs are something you need to take care of. That's the long story there. So now the girls are getting ready to go out to Hudson's with Vernon Davis and whoever he's bringing with him. And I, my takeaway from this, but when they were getting ready to leave was that Tess seemed a lot less fucked up than Alexis. Yeah. Yeah. Like Alexis seemed higher than Tess to me. Tess seems a little like messier in her drug use to me not necessarily not messier um what's the word i'm looking for like alexis seems to be more up when she's high than tess does oh see in this i thought alexis seems spacey and out of it and tess seemed more focused and maybe that's what i'm confusing with like joyous though like she seems like ah, like giggly but yeah either way tess seemed more with it to yes. Me yeah. During this, maybe that's why she seems more hurried and pissed off during or this encounter. Yeah, I yeah I get that. And Alexis just keeps saying she wants to look sexy, so <laughs> Tess asks her what she's going to wear. She holds up one option, and it's a very short skirt. And Tess is like, "Yeah, that skirt." And she's like, "Yeah, it's sexy, and I just want to look sexy, and it's nice and short and sexy." And like she just can't stop saying it. And then. Tess asks which shoes she's going to wear and she says her Louboutins because he's really tall. And the skirt is just so short and sexy. Like, she says sexy like 15 times. Um, And again, they decide she really deserves a night of fun, you know, after all of these happenings. So they go to Hudson's and probably my favorite part of the episode occurs when they're about to order some food with Vernon Davis and his friend that he brings with him. Oh, well, first let's talk about the fact that weirdly there are four girls and only two guys. Yes. And the girl on the other side of Tess, so she's sitting in between um, Alexis and someone else, looked familiar. And I really wish that they had put her on camera for one second because she's been in the background of another reality show somewhere, I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, And Vernon Davis brings one friend, and he is flirting with Alexis. He seems into it. Oh, very much so. Yeah. Um, This was amazing. Yeah. So she says, do you want to order some food? And he said, I'm going to let you order for me. She's like, oh, okay. (laughs) Do you like fish? And he's like, I like whatever you like. (laughs) And he says, oh, no, wait, I take that back. I'm allergic to shellfish. Uh, that could have been life ending. Uh, and then Alexis says, oh, well, I'm allergic to almonds. And he goes, really? And she's like, but I can eat all the other nuts. <laughs> <laughs> and then everyone just looks at each other awkwardly. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. That could have been every chef's personal nightmare right yeah. there. I think I want a t-shirt that just says, I can eat all the other nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I can make that happen for you. Um, so she asks what he likes to do in his free time. And he says, I like to work out a lot. I work out every day. Uh, yeah, you're paid to work out. You're a professional athlete. And she Mm -hmm. says, oh yeah, I could tell. I like touched your arm during the photo shoot and it was like as big as my thigh. Great. Um, and then she asks him if he gets groupies. Hi. Um, (laughs) and he's like, yeah, sometimes. And she's like, well, yeah, it makes sense. I mean, you're young and hot. And that's all the date we see. Which is weird, because they, like, I'm shocked they didn't go to some club. 
I know. Like, they, they went out for early dinner and drinks, and that was it? Like, I don't know. It just seems strange. Yeah. Especially know. if you're, like, a young football player and a young Hollywood party girl. You're not like, oh, it's 9.15. Well, and I feel like they would have wanted to be seen with an NFL player and, like, tried to get, you know, snapped at a club. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I would have thought so, too. I was weird. Yeah. Um... So then it's Gabby's first day of school. And it is quite cute. Alexis and Tess are picking out outfits for her to wear. They've like laid out outfits and they're basically giving her a little first day of school makeover. I'm shocked they're awake. Me too. I'm assuming they've been up all night. Yeah, they just haven't gone to bed, right? That's the only thing that makes sense. Or is Gabby going to some like alternative school that starts at noon? I don't know. But I was just shocked that they were like, Brad and Bushytail while she was still, it was weird. Yeah. Or they woke up and smoked something. That's possible. Yeah. I don't know. Um, so they're getting her pretty and they're putting makeup on her and she doesn't even know what mascara is. They hold it up in her face to put it on her eyelashes and she says, no, what is that? Well, first you're forgetting that we have another brown word incident where yes. the dog has, cra- by the way, this episode is brought to you by the brown word, um, <laughs> has crapped all over Gabby's room. So that's what she gets to wake up to on her first day. And it's established that Tess is a terrible dog owner, which is not shocking at all. Yeah. My tip for Gabby, though, is that if the dog likes to brown word in your room and it's keep not your shut. dog, keep the door shut. Yeah. I don't you know, I close doors for my dog, too, because if she does ever do that inside, I would like it not to be in certain rooms. I bet the dog scratches on the door. And I bet she finally is just like, ugh. Not if it's going to brown word in there. Anyway, so they're pulling her hair back and putting on her makeup. And Gabby has, we think, a big tattoo on the back of her neck. Of a dragonfly. Yeah. We'll have to double check that. At first, I couldn't tell if it was real or a Sharpie marker. And on this show, to be fair, in my defense, it's hard to tell. Um, And then Lola goes missing. And holy hell. Every every young lady on the show is sobbing uncontrollably. We are, like, crawling under cars. We are asking neighbors. Tess is barefoot in the wilderness. Yeah. It's, in the rain. It's, in the driving L.A. rain. Yeah. It's... It goes nuts really quickly. They added some thunder for drama. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it did. So then you see Gabby walk into the house and across the living room and she just yells into the camera, I can't be filmed right now. It's not her dog. I'm a little, I mean, I get it's a puppy, it's cute, whatever, but I'm a little surprised that Gabby was as, as was as invested. Yeah. Because I would have been like, it's my first day. It's, I've like, haven't been to school because I've been homeschooled. Like I'm nervous. I can't, don't have time for this dog shit. Yeah. I would also be like, hey, mom, drive me to school. Alexis and Tess are going to look for this fucking dog. Yeah. I know. Um, So then you see Tess, like, she's sobbing and, like, crying into tissues. And she's, like, running around outside. And then you hear Andrea say, like, girls, the dog's in the side yard. Did anyone look over here? And Tess is crying, crying, crying. She said she looked over there. And then Andrea goes, when it came to Lola going missing, I do think the girls overreacted. Just a little bit. I Was the dog, like, hiding under a couch or something the whole time? Like, I, it's very strange. This dog was probably in the side yard. Yeah. It's a little dog. It could not have run that far. That, like, Tess was, like, down the hill and, like, a little dog would not have gotten that far. Whatever. Um, 
So then later, Andrea goes to pick up Gabby from school. Yes, she does. She sure does. <laughs> Lay it on us. So Gabby leaves the school alone. There is not another child for miles. Nope. Not another person, another nothing. Nope. So the school is let out, and apparently all the other children have vaporized into mist. Yep. Um, Gabby comes out <laughs> with no books. No books. No books. Not a book. She has a notebook, but no textbooks. Not one. And she had so much fun. So much fun. There is no questions about what are your classes. Nothing. She got phone numbers and she met people. Yep. Yep. I'm beginning to think this is just a club. Yeah. It's not a school. It's some kind of daytime club for Hollywood children. Or did she like... Is it some extracurricular activity with other teenagers that happens to be at a school or something? I don't know. Yeah. It also, did you notice like the time of, so the girls were awake when Gabby left for school. It didn't look that early in the morning to me, honestly. It's hard to tell when it's raining, but then it looked like Andrea picked her up like four hours later. A high school day is so long. Yeah. It's like 7am to four. It's awful. No, it's school. High school's got a 215. Whatever. Just saying high school's a long day. Yeah. It's eight hours. Yeah. That first bell was mad early when I was in school. Horrible. And we also, like, is it September? Yeah. Or is she starting in the middle of the semester? Like, when is it? I'm wondering. Well, so Alexis has been arrested. We know that because they keep talking about it. So late fall. Yeah. So she is starting in the middle of the semester, I guess. You'd probably have some fucking books. Or did, was this her quote unquote first day because she was going to like meet with teachers and get brought up to speed on certain things, but not going to classes yet or something? That doesn't happen. I don't know. You go and you register and then you start school. I don't know. I'm just... I'm calling bullshit. Like, I don't think she's in school. No, I definitely noticed that no kids came out of the building. None! I was like, what is that? The pseudo-celebrity exit? What is that? And in Hollywood, there'd be more than one of her. Yeah. I know. So, then we have a little family meeting, minus Jerry, of course, about how Tess just really isn't ready for a child, aka a puppy. And Tess is upset and she knows she, quote, doesn't have the time. And um, Okay. Can someone please explain that to me? How do they not have the time? What are they doing that they don't have the time? I think time means mental capacity and sobriety. Yeah. Yeah. And Andrea, this is where Andrea lost me a little bit. She said, oh, honey... But you're going to be an amazing mommy someday. Come on. Come on. That, no. Skin crawl, skin crawl, skin crawl. Don't, 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 don't. And then Tess says she doesn't want Lola to be abandoned like she was. Uh, Because in case you guys aren't getting it, Tess equals Lola. (laughs) I really was expecting it to be like the circle of life. Like, I was what the fuck? Like... And then Andrea hits her again with the, like, your mom just wasn't ready. Just like you're not ready with Lola. Just stop. That's not okay. Also, I don't think that would be comforting to me if someone was basically saying, you've turned into your shitty mom. I know. Like, that's not... And I I get the comparison, right? Like, I have a dog. I understand. It's something to be taken care of. But I would also never compare the lift that I have with my dog than what, like, my girlfriends who have children have. 
The lift is not at all the same. And don't, don't. Giving your dog to a new home is not abandoning a dog. You are finding a dog a new home. And dogs love a lot of people, you guys. I'm just saying. I'm not an advocate for giving up pets, but like, I'm also not going to say that finding a dog a new loving home is abandonment. It's not the same thing. Holy hell. Um, and then they have a family dinner. They do. And my only weird takeaway from this was at the end of their prayer, um, she said, and so it is. That's what they say. They said that at the end of homeschooling as well. Alexis says it at the end of every podcast, and I've decided we should say it at the end of every of our Pretty Wild episodes. Okay. Where did they pick it up? Is it's it a, a secret thing. Oh, it is, it's a secret thing? Because oh, okay. it's like you're accepting things as they are, and so it is. Great. Now, on her podcast, <laughs> does she do it ironically or sincerely? No, no, no. Sincerely at the end of every episode. I'm glad that she's kept her secret teachings alive. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, she's, she's, she's doing fine. Yeah, All right. That's great. Great. But that's it. They have a family dinner and they rehash Vernon Davis' photo shoot. And Tess says she's going to get a fish. Yeah, she's going to get a fish. And they're so proud of her for giving away the dog and doing the right thing. Great. They've never been more proud. Um, (laughs) And then next week, we get rock and roll and boobs and pole dancing and a whore party. (laughs) I'm in for next episode. Big time. (laughs) Um, So we'll see you guys in a bit. And so it is. And so it is. Thanks for listening to another episode of One Hit Wonderful. You can find us online on Twitter and Instagram at One Hit Pod. You can email us at franklymarebe at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Nana's Mink. And you can find me on Twitter at Hey It's Mare B. Please remember to rate and subscribe. And have a great week, guys. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs>